Hello and welcome to the Mindful Man Project. This is where we discuss all the issues and pieces of the puzzle that is mental health. We look at the things in life that get people down or create anxiety in their life and hopefully give some guidance on how to become a modern mindful man or woman. I am your host, Tyson Venables. On today's episode, we have Emma Maidman, and she has turned the microphone around on me. To get to the bottom of why I started the Mindful Man Project and where I've been in my own journey. So strap yourself in, here we go. (laughs) So we're turning the tables in this podcast interview and we're actually putting Tyson under the spotlight so that you can get to know him a little bit more and his journey and kind of I guess why he started the podcast. So I'm going to dive straight in. Tice. Hi. Hello. Welcome to your own podcast. Good to be uh, first one off the bat, but also getting interviewed with other. Yeah, so it should be good. It should be interesting to see what you've got. <laughs> so tell me about yourself. Well, at the moment, I'm a personal trainer, yoga teacher. The yoga teaching has evolved through my own personal um, battles with anxiety and depression back in a a while ago Um, yoga teaching or yoga um, classes really helped me become a more balanced and more clear thinking individual Um, and in that from that then has also um, stemmed my deep passion with mental health mental illness and helping other people and supporting other people in their pursuit of trying to dig themselves out of that hole because that's essentially that's where I've come from Um, those deep dark depths of taking trying to take my own life and some would say as not succeeding but yeah, and then so that like yoga, yoga and meditation literally brought me from those deep dark depths, and where I'm heading to now with it is actually being able to help people in more so than just treating it as like here here's a an antidepressant, take this or here's some pills, do this, um, as treating the the causes behind it and that's why I wanted to really start the the mindful man project is it was more allow those pieces of things that get dudes down but also everybody to like really help them become a better person and then hopefully not becoming more depressed and that's my biggest thing is like I find myself is that I quite often get stuck in certain things that I can't do and it's just this revolving revolving um, pattern and I found a lot of people have patterns playing out and yeah so that's kind of where I want to who I am what I'm doing I know it's a long way to dance up <laughs> but yeah like for me PT and um, yoga teaching and just being able to help as many people that's generally who I am 34 year old male loves long walks on the beach pina coladas uh, oh, pina coladas I don't get caught in the rain 
<laughs> okay, so when I asked you to tell me about yourself, I didn't think that you were going to answer all the questions that I had for you. But <laughs> good to know you're on top of things. Yeah, sorry. So take us back a little bit before, you know, I know that you've been teaching yoga now for for a little while, but before that you've been a personal trainer and you've been in the health and fitness industry for a long time. So where did that interest in health and wellness come from before the mental health side of things? Have you always been super fit and interested or was there a period of your life when you're a bit of a couch potato? Take us back a little bit. Well, I've literally grown up in gyms. My mum was a gym instructor back in the day when they wore leotards and leg warmers and um, Jane Fonda was the rage. And that's where I, I grew up in a gym, pretty much. And then, um, so yeah, around gyms, um, elite um, rugby league and rugby union um, background. And then from there, then moved into... So you were playing sports? Yeah, I was playing rugby league and union up until like 21. And then I decided to travel. And literally that's, you know, like if you've ever traveled, you know, you're trying all the things. You're trying all the food, all the alcohol, uh, and doing very little exercise outside of it. I played a little bit of rugby when I was in Canada, but mainly all drinking and eating. And so I put on a lot. Of, I put on a fair bit of weight when I was over there. And then obviously I had a a bit of an injury when I fell off a roof when I was a carpenter. I was a carpenter by trade, and um, just slide that bit in there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a carpenter by trade and fell off a roof when I was icy and spent 11 months on crutches. So again, I put on a bit of weight while I was off work and that's where the the mental health stuff started stemming in because like, I was in a foreign place, couldn't leave because I had all this work and uh, all this stuff work to do on my ankle. And then, yeah, so fast forwarding back into your question, is this is like... Once I got back from, once I got back from Canada, and a couple of my mates are like, "Oh, let's just get back in the gym." Like the guys I used to play footy with, and so they we went started just started going to the gym with them. And initially, I had done my personal training to three and four when I first left school, and never did anything with it. Once I started doing more, fit, getting more into the fitness side of things. And I was regularly going to yoga and stuff then, but um, I need to actually help me um, get out of the, the headspace and leaving all the noise behind and just being me for an hour. So, and then I just gradually found that I really loved helping people and watching people move and how they move and deciphering why they're moving that way. It's like the humans are this big jigsaw puzzle and I just love being a big Tetris master and trying to put things where they need to go and um, or help people find the way they need to go and so from that yeah it's like now it's seven years or six and a half seven years on and it's still always just learning different new things and and then being able to carry that over into my um, my own PT clients and um, different aspects that now I can bring to different people. So you mentioned sort of in the first five seconds of this interview that you've been through some um some struggles with mental health and so that was as you were just saying then as a result of of sustaining a pretty intense injury from falling off a roof and being in a foreign country and i i guess i don't want to put words in your mouth but maybe feeling a little isolated in that situation um 
Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, I don't have any like issues with talking about it anymore. Like the more I let's talk about it and get it out there, at least someone if someone listens to it and can have some sort of relatability to it, then it's all good. It's, so it was mainly like a for me it was a mainly all just uh, an accumulation of just little bits and pieces. So I was over in Canada. I'd fallen off the roof. And broken recently and then I'd most recently just broken up with my, my then girlfriend so who I was travelling with and um drugs and alcohol. So it was just just this perfect storm of just literally a shit storm. Um of all these different things and then that whole thing of like if you've ever broken up with someone where the the, the friendship group goes with one or the other. And I kind of, kind of the whole friendship group went with, with her because they were all her workmates. So it was just like, yeah, it literally, so it was one day I had I been literally just partying because I was just trying to escape what was going on in my head and escape what was going on around me. Cause, and then, so there was one day where... It was one, yeah, it was one afternoon, I, I just got home and because I had a bunch of uh, what's called Percocet, it's kind of like on the same level as, if in Australia, it's on the same level as like um, Panadine Fort, a little bit heavier than Panadine Fort. Mm-hmm. So I had like, if you've obviously seen like on a movie and stuff, how they just crack open those, conta- like those orange containers and that was full. So I just, I had... Um, just grabbed a whole handful and just like took them uh yeah this is it and uh, like I thought it through it wasn't something I was just like it wasn't just like an ad hoc kind of thing and then yeah took them and I, I fell asleep for like it was like two days and then I woke up and I'm like what the fuck like what is happening like I'm not supposed to be here and I just broke down into like tears. And then I still didn't, I was still, I was so ashamed of myself. I, I lived with two other housemates at the time and they didn't even know what had happened. Like they just thought I was in my room and um, they didn't even know what was going on. That was the thing is like, um, I was just kind of shutting off to the world. But because over there, like they're traveling, they're doing their own thing and they just literally just, didn't know whether I was there or not and that was the one of the hardest things it was like well I was in this place and I was hurting so much and no one really actually even noticed and um yeah so I went to the hospital straight away and then like they you took yourself there yeah I went there straight away it was just like you're not supposed to you're not supposed to be here like you need help um Again, I didn't think I had anyone over there. So it was just like, went straight there. And um, yeah, the doctors are like, they were really nice. Um, they made sure everything was all good. They're like, yeah, like you have, they very lucky. Um, and then they sent me to a counsellor and, and my GP. And then, yeah, from there, counselling, the counselling, the counsellor, she... Talked me through a bunch of stuff and really helped with like, journaling and stuff like that. But then also recommended like meditation and 
um, yoga. Um, and then the medical, the GP side of things, he gave me the, like the, um, I think it was, I was on Zoloft, which is like an antidepressant. And it got quite high in that dose. But, um, but yeah, then after that, like the more meditation and yoga I did, the less I needed the, the, um, the Percocet, oh, not the Percocets, I was caught in my head. Um, the less I needed the, um, the Zoloft and the antidepressants. So eventually like we managed to wean off it and yeah, never really ever been to that point again. And the thing for me is like, you can see things a lot clearer once you've been to that kind of deep, dark, um, murky depths. But it's also taught me a lot about who I am and I can see, and I've, it's, I've, yeah, I've learned a lot of triggers and different things and you can actually then go, okay, well, that's not actually, you're not actually thinking that as your brain's trying, or you, you haven't had enough sleep or you haven't eaten enough or, and these kinds of things, and then you can kind of go, okay, no, that's not, that's just you being silly. Stop being silly. Calm down. Or Like they say, like, you don't know until you go to the absolute end. So whether physical or mentally, like, until you completely burn out, or you can completely, at that point, like, luckily enough, I was able to wake up. So then that point, from that point on, it's just like, well, you've got to be given a second chance. You've got to make the most of it. Do you remember walking into your first yoga class? Yeah, I literally like, so the first one I did was in, in Banff. Um, and I was literally like Tin Man, you know when Tin Man, in, um, he's like looking for a, a can of oil and it's just like, <laughs> and absolutely sweating up a storm which hasn't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but I still sweat up a storm in every, in every yoga class and like that was nine years ago but yeah like I literally was falling over and I was didn't know what was down dog was or anything like that but um and it was the dude that was hiding up in the back corner closest to the door so I could make an early exit when I <laughs> when I was finished but yeah no like it that those classes were amazing because it was literally like if I didn't take anything that the teacher was saying on board, like any of the philosophy, like philosophy or anything like that, it was just me on that little island, a little island mat, and I didn't have to worry about anything else that was going on. It was just doing what I needed to do, just to be on the mat, and that's pretty special. Like there's not many things you can do for yourself that allows that to happen. Mm. Is that what inspired you to become a teacher? No, not really. Um, to become a teacher is like, so like initially, and I was, I was still wanting to start up um, men's health and fitness retreats. So the initial reasoning behind that was because I really want to help as many men as possible with like mental health or just lifestyle ha happening so going on for them um, and take it as a retreat form where I can offer the fitness side but also the yoga side but then throughout my yoga teacher training the 
learning behind it and realizing I've got a special skill set that I can help as many people as I can with what I've got from my my uh, CrossFit background, my PT background, my functional um, my functional fitness background, where I can see the way people move. That skill set can then lend itself into to helping more a broader range of people outside of that retreat system, and that's what's really drawn me into being a yoga teacher. Like it was like, yeah, the the retreats were the the catalyst to get me to the teacher training, but then throughout the teacher training, I've realised it's not just about the retreats; it's about helping the broader community realise something special about their body and then also me being a bigger bigger frame dude coming from rugby like um a footy head jock as so to speak and being able to then show that you are you can do yoga and you can do um all those other things and still be a blokey bloke a masculine man but you can still also be in touch with what your spiritual side or other stuff and have a cry in a pigeon pose yeah you can cry in your pigeon pose or you know do a full class of heart opening postures and then be crying throughout the rest of the day and you're wondering why you're crying <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen but <laughs> so is that ultimately why you started the mindful man project is to be able to help as many people as possible and then kind of furthering on from that can you tell us what are the elements and what are the different aspects to the mindful man project all the Mindful Man project has stemmed from just kind of sitting back and really like working out why men get to where they are because men commit suicide on a far greater rate than what women do. And like, yeah, okay, and, and the women are still in the same in the same boat. And but I wanted, I sat back and I was looking at. And thinking about myself is like, what are the areas and what are the triggers that get you to that point where you want to like, either take to booze, take to drugs, or go down that slippery slope of um, suicide? And it's all these things as like finances, relationships, um, becoming a new dad or being a new dad, um, failing at business, starting new business, all these different things. And it's just like, there's so many different areas of our lives that we're trying to balance and trying to master. But unless we've gone and done a uni course or done something, we don't know what the fuck is going on. And we're, and we're trying to work it out as we go. And you've got the pressures from outside life and you've got your relationship pressures from you your partner or, and your boss or whatever and you're just trying to juggle all these balls so trying to cut us all like giving yourself and cutting yourself a bit of slack and realizing you you can seek that help and that's what the mindful man project's about it's like fitness yoga and mastering all the aspects of your life within one project so like yoga like yourself you know with yoga it's like you've got your breath work the pranayama and the asana which is the movement which is all cleansing the body and clearing the body of all energy to then master the mind 
and in meditation and it's the same thing is like that's what the mindful man project is about is teaching men how to breathe and uh, work out to then be able to master what they're doing in everyday life and um, this is what this podcast is about is like bringing on guests who are going to be able to help men but hopefully women as well in all aspects of life that it's like I'm having trouble with finances how often do you hear people say who are like um, oh we never got taught how to do taxes or we never got how to taught how to run a business in in high school and it's so true and it's just like we can do all these courses and do all this but it's just like having someone who can say yeah I know, don't know that either and put something together that people can come to and go okay that's that person was the expert in this or whatever and yeah so I think that's what your question was <laughs> I, I kind of go on these little tangents it's just like so um, I guess kind of wrapping it up a little bit because we are running out of time if there were three things that you could have said to yourself knowing what you know now to the person that was in Canada you know going through a really tough time and in a really dark place what are the three things that you would you know your present self would say to that past self hmm my present self to my past self I would well one would be reach out to reach out to somebody um, even though it's hard to voice what those feelings are and where what how you're feeling it is always speak to somebody Another one would be, don't be such a bloody idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard to be where it's hard to be in those that situation and then make a clear, make a clear decision, and like full sympathy to those people who do make that decision and don't wake up. Or mm-hmm. it's 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 not it's a hard decision to it's not something that's made lightly and it's not something that's been made a snap of the fingers mm. genuinely I'd say talk to somebody don't be such an idiot and um, what else would it be? I'd say probably like um, be these are such a good question. <laughs> you stumped me. Um, no, Ready yoga. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would just say like, just get outside of your head, um, which is easy to say, but being inside your own head, nobody. If you know, if you sat with your thoughts for five minutes, is just a fucking it, 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 it literally a yeah, head fuck so it's just like try and get outside of your head as much as possible um and then that way then you're not in that position where you were three questions <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find out more about you uh, more about me you can find out about um, most of my stuff that happens 
on at Tyson Ben on Instagram. Um, the Mindful Man Project on Instagram, um, Facebook, Tyson Venables, um, and then bearstrengthandfitness.com. Awesome. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. On your own podcast. So it feels good. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. If you like what you heard and want to get all the info, check out the show notes. While you're there, rate and review the show. And one last thing, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Until next time, my friends, continue to look out for each other and continue to lift each other up.